poetry here. It's time for Isis Zystrid, our feature for tonight. Um, so she's from Seattle, if you didn't read the bio. She is a poet, artist, sculptor as well. Um, so I, I'm going to ask you three questions before you get up here. Uh, so what is your favorite tattoo that you have there? And what's the story behind it? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I think uh, maybe the elephant one, because it's kind of, uh, I remember with the nest, kind of just like an inner child shot. So it's kind of like the beginning of the nest, and it's like a child. So it kind of goes behind that one. Cool. Ganesh is good. Uh, what is your quest? And uh, what got you into writing poetry? What got me So where are you originally from then? Oh, I'm originally from Ohio, but I lived in Olympia, so I went there. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Well, let's. And you said yeah, you're. Uh, I was. I should have started off. What is your name? Um, but uh, you have a pen. A pen name, right? Yeah. Did you use ISIS? Is is your pen name? Do we need to know your real name or? Do do you um. Do you have any other poetry books out under your real name or anything? Under my real name? No, no, no. I've been using my pen name for a while. Yeah. Slick. Well, then let's welcome Isis Zystrid up to the microphone. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Seems like Bellingham is a really cool town. I've heard it's a lot like. Oh, what? <laughs> so yeah yeah no i've heard that bellingham is a lot like olympia and olympia is very close to my heart because i went to evergreen so i was like oh yay maybe i should check out bellingham more sometime when i have more time so oh yeah okay cool thank you for the tip yeah thanks for having me you guys really appreciate it cool so this poem is called love you properly I have come to leave some snail mail at your doorstep. I am here and within the many things I say with the passing days. I want to apologize for not having all my skills lined up. I am still learning how to live my own life. I am still acquiring tools for the home I will eventually settle in. And in this, as I navigate the labyrinth of how one should carry out life endeavors, I am sorry that I didn't love you properly. 
I'm still learning a valued trade. I can't perform to the best of my ability just yet. There are first and second attempts at the bottom of the well. I didn't want to have to toss something aside in my attempt to care for you. I will recycle many times into I actually need to be to live my life consistently, and I am sorry that in the process I did not love you properly. And this one, oh, <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, and then uh, this one is called Well Intentions. How many deployments for bodies stretched thin by selection? Selection of poor blood for resources, poor humans' blood for insidious means, regaling of tales of humanitarian efforts. But where do we find ourselves when the world beckons with needs so fierce? But it is not in our own interest to serve. What truth can we find in these well intentions? History books have found themselves under my nose, and I prove skeptical. This land is your land. This land is my land. Borders justify flesh wounds, and where are the parameters where you find yourself unscathed? They do not intend to exploit lives left vulnerable, enough to sign away. There is no commodification of citizens. We have to, we just have to trust that the ballpoint pen, pens wielded to provoke action are are kept affluent by the abundance in their indelibly separate sovereign hearts. And this one is called a shiny side of a penny. Was I not supposed to think you the shiny side of a penny? Do others walk on by and not see the quality? Do not see the breadth of the hard work put into a soul. Was I supposed to walk on by and not think of the dock that gave me the ocean once I stood still? Who can give me a cup of drip at this hour? The night is dark as the underside of eyelids. Where most are now, but I suppose that is my tendency to roam where no one else is and see the nonchalant treasures. Who can give me the news with such whole breath? Where do you go that resembles the absence of others? It's just, that, it's just that there are so many faces, 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 and their print so is to be expected, and pages so traditional. What thickness of page am I supposed to turn away from and not remember the source? What craft rings so exemplary just for me to be swept by the natural flow of things and join the faces, faces, faces that do not shine? And this one's called Scales. Small chatter leads to deeper pockets of existence. Learning of my profession, the MBA inquires of me. Don't you feel society should teach people to fish instead of just giving them a fish? To be asked such a question leaves me stunned, something my badly stunted bulletproof vest is able to guard me against. I open my knowledge dispensing factory to fill the crevices of the world he has deliberately not been shown. Well, I suppose if the, all, if the fish were not all siphoned to the top, into the so few hands burgeoning already with abundance, we could ask why do they do not help themselves. I suppose if there were enough jobs available to serve as fishnets, we could dismiss destitute citizens as idle. I suppose, just supposing, that if all schools were funded on a level playing field and every person was embraced to fulfill their potential, then we could look at their many empty, empty mason jars and scoff. If we could presume that every person were given the platform to rise from the river of degenerate status, then perhaps we could question why they do not master the skills of fish rearing. And with all suppositions aside, one could say 
that it is though the mellifluous water of opportunity is gated off to a certain amount of potential fishermen at all times. And this poem is uh, just, uh, yeah, I didn't really think of a, a title for this one very closely. I was just, I just called it Bell Hooks. So, I watched a documentary on black culture and identity, and there were clips from interviews with Bell Hooks. In Her Majesty, one is not sure if she is more of a badass or a genius, or if she's so much of both these things that it is not quantifiable. On the subject of something mentioned, she raised her articulate finger to the camera and bluntly stated, That is bullshit. In this moment, I wish that in certain scenarios of my life, I could always have bell hooks in the background, waiting patiently for those moments when she would need to bring about her indignance with a robust proclamation of, That is bullshit. I had to wrap my arms around my hollow to comfort from your sterile hospital room explanations. I grasped at the walls wildly, needing you to recall reality as it played out, as though I had been deprived of such things for years. I stretched myself through empty space because maybe it was there for me. I needed your memories and past thoughts unorganized and not rewritten for screen. But sometimes we have to writhe from going without, and though I am decidedly, fervently about the truth, not everyone is. And this one's called Insect. What are we living for? What sole insect queen denounces our right for a life of comfort and plenty as we toil as her worker bees? What purpose does our life labor serve to our own selves if we are drained from the bone with work for mere survival, the only other choice being simply destitution? When the pennies are so bent and unpolished and so few to barely fill holes in fabric, what life for ourselves are we given? What grudging labor that we strain muscle and sinew till a day's hopelessly stretched end provide for our own lives? What do these spine pains gain us as opposed to a thread of do this or basic sustenance will be stricken from your mouth? Who decides for us to hold nothing but bare-bone survival? Who speaks in front of those chosen for lies of selfless, corrosive servitude and casts this fate upon us? This one's called Relics. We can only hold so much of the world at one time. What is ours rests on tepid fingers of clumsy infallible. I had this in my grasp, cognitive home videos can attest, but can I keep it within the realms of where I carry out my life? Our tales may not be defined by what we can retain from past possession. We notice lack before it is filled again, but why to energetically dwell on what your time once encompassed when there will never be a dearth of what, you can, what can come into your reach. And why these relics of past days seem of such importance, maybe it is comforting to think that some things can exist so thoroughly and staunchly. Does one doubt their present tense so fervent and rich, if some faces do not greet your clocks with lengthy track records? Garments, garments on our skin, earthly possessions that we have ordered for others to craft. They have skin. What does their skin need? What standard of living do we accept for ourselves and for others? These inanimate materials were of such importance that those who possess needs universal to all humans were engulfed in flames. Profit had to be made. People have necessities and people have desires. 
Often these earthly accoutrements are cherished in our hands after being sewn from stretch-thin soles over bone. They have, they have spaces within themselves that barely get acknowledged or scarcely, uh, are scarcely filled but, and ruled by a hand of, of, of accumulated exorbitance. But uh, a currency was not, a currency did not exist until possessive souls granted it so, and now it ruthlessly dictates whether skin will get what it needs. There must be more added to the pile. These status items will be, uh, these status items will be accumulated and uh, in a land separated from those who are tossed pittances, pittances in a land separated from those who will perish within their lack. Back from those, oh, this one's called frayed wires. Back from those thickets, the frayed wires of man-made fires will serve you in no way. Do not put energy on past landmines of not being valued. What trap of earthly persuasion leads you back to this place? Such an equilibrium of being at peace, but then the winds come at a quicker pace, and you gaze obsessively at the space, not filled of love for you. You know this world is full of temptations not taken. If one is not well equipped, it is wiser not to walk where the ground is more threatening. Do not trace your finger until the, around this until it is rubbed raw. There are only so many humans whose chest organs can grow soft for you. Do not tire yourself withered from what could not go further without un unnatural stretch. Do not wrap yourself in metal strips that are not there to nurture you. There's more that you can come upon, and like dewdrops to leaf, they will be yours. And this one's called Wolves. The night beckons to us. We find the dark hues and crisp to our liking, but what we find we have been taught to succumb to with limp wrist. Divine feminine and they taught you to be a lady, to never directly say no, but one must do all they can to avoid the bear traps that are laid out which are said to be inevitable. This moon silken time of planetary shift lays open and expansive, and we wish to reclaim the opportunities that lay in the blanketing shadow. But within what you want to hold proudly, you are a token, you are a prize, and wolves are always waiting in the forestry. It is yours, but you were never taught that it was yours. Between the passivity they deemed as your virtue and the sharpened claws that you always be blamed for if touched by, the night intrigues, but one must be cautious of where they are desired, but not welcome. <clears throat> and this one's called Vials. Outside the bar, there's a woman exclaiming, He don't tell me where he's going. He don't tell me where he's been. He don't tell me nothing. We've all had moments outside of walls with such good acoustics. Privacy eventually doesn't suffice, and we want a soul to focus their eyes on what we hold open without walls capturing our verbal scribbles and crumpled pages for all. It seems something embarrassingly simple that we haven't evolved from yet. We haven't gotten past palms against palms within pheromonal synchronicity. The details aren't truly worth fussing over and are somewhat gross, but we stack layers of ourselves upon it as leverage because what sprouts from visceral sprouts strongly. But we stand outside of bars, frustrated and without coalescence of what should be right and true. We have devised machines that are grander than we are. Surely we could overlook the need for a soul that exists in the space between us. We contain matter that can easily fit into manipulated vials, what power and rudimentary science grants us still beholden to what we could deem an unnecessary desire. Poor man with his keen mind, still gripped by this need to be copulated and not forgotten, 
left with their potential out of commission as it fucks with many. We are children of science, subjects of melanin, a simple formula but has somehow been proven to be worthy of our attention. Melanin, and the sun beats down at us at the same degree but lends some of us darker hues than the others. Melanin, and will it warrant bullets? Will, will one be considered a criminal if they do not use arsenic to pale their skin? Melanin, and will it warrant force? What destiny is theirs with uh, their epidermis and what it displays? Will you shoot me or protect me? What badges can truly be earned when power does not give a, a toss for a semblance of fair? The more things change, the more they stay the same. My skin is composed of milk, and is this why you do not send flying metal my way? The earth is comprised of many shades, and akin we follow suit. Why, why, why must we relentlessly be cruel to the natural order of things? My grandmother did not appreciate other te others telling her to live her life in other fear of disapproval. She felt her stern will in how she handled tea kettles. She had tools that called to her, and she would heed to them, but there was no appeasing of social convention. As they barked at her, she did not satisfy to things due to them being prescribed. She fell from our grasp when I was small, and I do not know if my stubborn resistance to things I did not choose within myself was learned from those years we lived in the same home. She did not lighten her grip on what she actually wanted, and she did not place a compliant hand on what did not appeal. My grandmother divorced her husband in the 1930s, and women did not do that. Steel within her spirit, there was no need to self-abnegate for bystanders. And lover, though the soft part of my thigh will miss you like corrosive death, though I love you within my heart, with the whole of my being, I do not settle. <laughs> Go grand yeah, let's talk about grandmas. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh <laughs> Come on, home slice. Don't be talking smack about that sex worker outside your motel. What is this lack of respect for a profession where you have crazy monkey sex with people you're not necessarily attracted to? You should get paid good money for that shit. Definitely more than me. I only suck dick off the clock. <laughs> I've read a lot of books and some old white men gave me a degree for it but damn she struts her shit like no book could teach me you see female sexuality is a service to the rest of humanity something we should withhold until men deem it appropriate yet as soon as there is any individual agency about it once a lady gonna rock it for personal gain as opposed to social demand then you want to denigrate her work as some demeaning menial labor listen if I was that good at giving head I'd want some business cards too can you gents hold the de dignity that's due to ladies having their own hands, maneuvering how they release what boils inside them, deciding to swivel their hips when the mood strikes them, as opposed to when society permits, as though they were rag dolls that only knew how they felt when patriarchy deemed it necessary? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you remember that one. Um, <laughs> so, and this one's called Such Dolls. Are we really regarded as such dolls? Does how well we compliment a shelf or uphold some idea of a true aesthetic craft with our skin more important than the vibrancy of our souls? We blossom from the depths of the earth, fires that can never exhaust to any circumstance. But if placed into a female vessel, 
we are to be ju- judged so disproportionately by our most obvious tangibility? Our joints bend to create, our minds pave roads to suffice further conclusions, but are we merely to be judged by what only takes a single glance, a glance to gather? Our mother's wombs made executive decisions as to how we were to be portrayed, but not for us to be demeaned as though that was all we were. There are worlds inside of us, so many that even the most prolific of fiction writers could capture it all, so is our encasing so crucial? Our identities hydras that multiply with experiences, and what is this to deem us so simple that we do not even need to speak to be scrutinized? And this one's called Blood from a Stone. You can't get blood from a stone, but perhaps, just maybe, if our soiled fingers can pinch a little tighter, we can see what we'll give. Our grandiose collection can amass, and all will be lauded a ceremonious merit. They will write of us in Fortune magazine how we have transcended to such a level of social grandeur. We can pinch a little tighter, yes. We will profit from your health problems. We will inject pennies into legislature so that funds are taken out of public education, thereby granting you to funnel your meager resources through an IV to the golden bank castles in the sky. And just how low can the minimum wage become? Just excuse us. We have to maneuver our fingers to get the last spindling drop that remains. Pinch a little tighter, slide our claws down every avenue. We could even keep people of color in private prisons to amass our sparkling treasures. Keep them in cells for cheap labor. Bask in the killing we shall make. Are you dehydrated yet? What more do you have to extract? Our surplus is your pittance, and if there is blood in this earth, we will find it. This poem came from a very interesting period in my life. (laughs) It's called Shit I Think I Loved. (laughs) Making mountains out of molehills. I will climb these insignificant insights until I'm blue in the face. Please no oxygen mask. This one I want to feel. I'm not sure why I'm so upset, but upset I am. There are just too many nicks in the paintwork, and at the moment I cannot bear to stretch my limbs. Tell me, explain to me, give me anything but your hours upon hours in the passing days, your scarcity of acknowledgement. Turn me into a chemical concoction in a makeshift meth lab. Burn me and roast me into something new. Anything but this endless wanting, anything but gazing into empty spaces wondering, neglecting denial. I am under a pile of hastily assembled wood. Use an axe to get me out. I shall pay no mind to how you release me. I can deal with sharp edges, but just reconsider numbing me with bitter stagnance. I do not give you insecure ladders to climb, nor a riddle with surly consequence. Just tolerate me being too upset. Tolerate how I have not become unattached from inaction, because shit, I think I loved you a little bit. (laughs) And this one's called Wrongful Loss. I learn of the wrongful loss of homes. I learn of the Wall Street warriors hedonistically sniffing the dollar bills as they grasp them from our hands. It is so much. Some are not informed and some just don't believe it. So obvious and so preempted. I look them in the eyes and their lack of shame turns me to stone. So beside myself with how some must accumulate and accumulate, justifying the little that some have with myths that muffle screams. The serpents from their scalp weasel their way into our view. And we are paralyzed because they call the shots with their hunting vests as we may feel we roam free. What social construction is this? 
filthy from so many hands, but truly circulating to one powerful river, to bleed us dry, but we feel that this is just life as we've always known it. What outdated method of transaction is this, that we proclaim need for a productive society, for some assumption that man cannot find reason without greed? And this one's called Must Reach the Surface. I'm small and I must reach the surface. I must be grander than I am. What is life if not for objectives and finished products? And is it proper to exhaust oneself, always yearning to stretch one's delineated existence further? I stack blocks and they tumble if I become too zealous. Ambition requires patience, but that is counterintuitive to high hopes whispering down tales of who you might be. Maybe if I was a praying mantis, I could play my arms like violins. Maybe if I was a redwood, everyone would doubt my tales of being a novice upon this earth. One cannot be everything. One cannot expend all the energy given them to them in a limited day, and then proceed into the night with impunity. Could they be deficits or foresights to greatness? It invokes madness to never be able to gauge one own, one's own many levels of expertise. If I had the many stomachs of a cow, I could be organized in my pursuits, Everything would get the attention it deserved, and I would not feel myself to be many moons encircling the optimal destination. <clears throat> and this one's called Man-Made. She expresses the tales of her logic. I am an atheist, painting wind inklings and senses that overcome me as minuscule frivolities to be discarded as child's play. I was certain that the force that held the scenery was up to something, had an elusive craft that many had spoken of and many refuted. These tempestuous storm, storms and then the droughts, droughts. It could be according to procedure, or it could be the drab, calculated inevitability of noncommittal stagnance. The sidewalk held our conversation, and one must wonder at times why we are guided on trails that are discordant with our fulfillment. Are there always proclamations of cut-and-dry rationality floating above man-made substances that suffocate the surface of the earth? I am caught holding my breath because what is organic in me has come across a boulder. What connects to the electricity beneath my flesh from sources outside of me cannot scavenge and gather from this declared plasticine lack? And this one's called Knead the Dome. How long must one knead the dough? How long can frustrations persist and persist until there is some decipherable tipping point? When made of strong stuff, one can still be stretched thin of hoops to jump through in a taunting labyrinth. How long can dissatisfaction drag on till the chore finally reaches an end? Perchance the tip of one's shovel is not sharp enough. Would clawing with hands create solutions? There's so much more room in this pouch, but it does not shrink and empty space is draining. How long can hollow eradicate what is already there? How insidious could it be as night grants anonymity? Many continents, and I can only see for the next several hundred feet, give me the gradient that exists outside of short-sightedness. Thanks, guys. And then this one's called Lines of Your Palm. Do you remember? The lines of your palm did not mean to say so much, did not mean to be and exist so fervently in my sphere. Memories of that moment cloud my mind with sentimentality that should have long passed. It was merely palm to palm, but affection of such depth buried itself in my most bullheaded soil. It has probably faded for you, accordingly, as how as these processes should go. You are not a fool and do not dwell in moments outside of familiar windows. 
What pathway was carved into that night where you took me to the place where you could always find me if you chose? Do old knights report back to you like confessions secretly recorded? I probably cannot be the candy dish of all the delights I once brought you. We are often not permitted to take the pleasure that is available. I do not expect you to meet me back where the brisk and cold create navy blue. I do not ask you to pine for the outside of my dwelling. But you were tender, vulnerability bared fruitful to what we could access from each other. I suppose I shall meet you far left of the middle ground, shall count the days tenderness was not tended to, and continue to walk where the night decides for me. Well, thank you guys. You were great. I really appreciate you guys having me come out to be the feature. Can we not have anything that I've said this evening be on the podcast? My dog is not down here.